Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Right, welcome to Bet the Edge on Wednesday, September 14th. I'm Jay Croucher. Here's Drew Dinsick. Thanks to everyone watching on the NBCB Sports YouTube channel. If that's how you are consuming this, we are going to jump in today to a lot of double-digit spreads or near-double-digit spreads. And then we're going to give a look at two of the lines that we think are going to move the most between now and Sunday. Drew, how's it going, mate? That's going well. Uh, it's been a quiet week market wise in the nfl which is unusual usually week two is volatility overreactions underreactions market bouncing back and forth but it has been to use a a ten dollar word it's been quiescent wow look at you with the quiescent (laughs) very good all right let's jump into these double digit spreads but firstly you said it's been a quiet week with line movements and stuff there is one market i just quickly wanted to just touch on um and we don't have to spend too much time on it but you can get patrick mahomes like plus 800 out there to win mvp and uh that's not going to stick around for too much longer i would make him the favorite in that market over josh allen now the chiefs are not double digit favorites this week uh the bills are um and we'll get into that (laughs) game but here are some of the big lines so the rams minus 10 and a half home to the falcons broncos minus 10 home to the mighty houston texans the Packers, minus 10 on Sunday Night Football against the Bears. The Bills, minus 10 against the Titans. And then the Niners-Seahawks game, which did touch 10. Uh, now it's down more to nine and a half, nine. Which of these lines is most interesting to you? If I had to get involved with one, it would be Bears-Packers. And I'm looking okay. for the dog there. Uh, ultimately, wow. I think, because this is, uh, and again, like I'm not dying to bet any of these dogs, 10-point dogs week two that's you know it's asking a lot uh it's also funny because uh what four out of the five um double digit favorites are oh and one <laughs> they're looking for yeah. their first win of the season um but at the same time like it doesn't really matter if they cover they just want to get a win uh and you know they're the better teams they're at home uh they should find success but uh, i i have t- trouble finding uh, at this point in the season, considering sort of the vibe around the NFL generally is extended preseason, I'm not sure who's covering with margin, who's winning with margin this week. Um, so I think it's dog or pass in general across all of these plays. But the Bears interest me uh, the most uh, at 10, and it's because I think that total is a little too high. Uh, this looks like a game, in my opinion, that's going to be won or, won or lost via field goal. 
Um, I'm not in love with the Bears offense. I didn't see anything from them that suggested that they're going to get over 13 points here against the Packers. But I think the Packers offense still is an enormous question mark. Last year, I think a lot of people looked at last year's week two result where they bounced back like that from a, just an ugly week one. They came out in week two and they were incredible uh, offensively against the Lions. I'm not seeing that same team. I'm not seeing that same roster. There are still tons more questions that need to be answered about the what they ultimately intend to do scheme-wise. Really, the only player on this offense who's you know who's carrying his weight right now is AJ Dillon, uh, and that's not going to be good enough to really get you get it done against the Bears defense that I think may be a little bit better than we expected heading into this season. So they have some talented players, particularly at the cornerback position. Uh, the biggest issue with the Packers offense last year, last week, in my opinion, was coverage sacks. And uh, if you can't get separation against the um, you know the likes of the the cornerbacks that uh, Minnesota was trotting out there in a uh, controlled environment on a fast track. Uh, I don't know how you're doing it outdoors against a better set of car- cornerbacks that the Bears operate with. So I think that one's going to be a closer game than market, and uh, I would look for Bears at 10 if you can get it flat. Yeah, sneakily competent Bears defense. Eddie Jackson out there partying like it's 2018 again. Dominic Robinson <laughs> and Jaquan Brisker, two of their rookies, uh, who I think are kind of fringe dark horse candidates for yeah. Defensive Rookie of the Year just because it's a weak class uh, initially, at least from what we've seen. Uh, they might see their odds shorten a little bit. I do think with the Packers that I wouldn't sound the alarm too much just because no Bakhtiari, no Jenkins, no Alan Lazard. We'll see if we get those guys back this week. If they're if all three of them are back, then Packers, if it's under 10, I wouldn't mind that. But until we get a bit of clarity there uh, and until Christian Watson stops dropping, walk in 75-yard touchdowns, uh, I can't be too excited about taking that Packers offense, laying uh, potentially double digits. Okay, let's pivot now to Bill's Titans. I think that this is a line where when you look at it, it jumps out as just a, a little bit jarring because the Titans were the one seed last year. They are relatively healthy uh, and they're 10-point dogs. But to me, the thing with this game against the Bills is that we just need to stop thinking about the Titans as a team that won the one seed last year. That was fraudulent is a bit harsh, but it was fraudulent. And uh, you need to look at them more <laughs> as a 9-8 and eight type of team last year. Um, that got additional wins by going six and two in one score game. So I think this line is uh, is pretty fair, and I might be interested in Buffalo if it does go back to nine and a half. What say you? Okay, that's music to my ears because my MVP favorite is Josh Allen. We're gonna have this running gag going on all season, I think, because I'm not adding uh, Mahomes, even though you think wow. he ought to be favorite right now. Just gotta stick with my guy here, uh, and. Uh, I worry a little bit because he has been solved to a degree by Tennessee's defense last couple seasons. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, in general, how those matchups went, particularly two years ago, it was one way Tennessee. Last year, it was a closer game, but ultimately Buffalo could not get the game winning drive put together. Uh, and so Tennessee has had some very de- you know decent success against Josh Allen last three times out, actually. Uh, and so a little bit worried about Buffalo. But if you think they're a bet at nine and a half, that makes me feel a little bit better about my MVP. Okay. Yeah, you keep riding with Josh Allen. I'll ride with Patrick Mahomes. You can have your two turnovers every game, and uh, I'll have my five touchdowns. All right, Drew, in case you missed it, Matthew Berry, his new show. It's on NBC. It's on Peacock. It's the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. Uh, I am the co-host of that. I'll be on that in about an hour. 
Uh, Matthew is back with NBC and Roto World, doing what he does best, rolling out his love-hate list, breaking down who to start and sit, and much more. Also, plenty of betting chat, particularly on the Sunday show, which is at 11 a.m. Eastern until 1 p.m. Eastern on Peacock, really getting into the props in particular, also talking lines and totals and all the late movement. So check out the show weekdays, Monday to Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern on Peacock, or listen to the show in podcast form wherever you download and subscribe. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER.com. Gambler.net. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Now, we're going to jump into a couple of the weirder Week 2 games. These are the two games that certainly I've just got the most texts about. Like, why is the line <laughs> this? Um, 
So those two games are Patriots, Steelers, and Cardinals, Raiders. So let's start with the mighty New England Patriots after they put up seven points against the Dolphins. They are minus one and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. That was looking, it was pick for a while. And then Mac Jones with the news that he, he's, he's going to play. Um, mm-hmm. It moved back to minus one and a half. Uh, I think most people in the public would have thought that the Steelers would be favored here. Uh, what's your read on this game? Uh, I played the Patriots. Uh, count me as a believer that Belichick will have some things figured out here beyond, uh, but that's not even the major angle. Uh, the major angle is the Pittsburgh Steelers defense lost TJ Watt. He matters. And they spent almost 45 minutes on the field against the Cincinnati Bengals. That has a potential to really, really cause some immediate attrition. We're early in the season. These guys aren't necessarily in game shape yet. Uh, and the fact that the, that they had to uh, you know, turn around off after such a uh, physical game against the Bengals team where they really tested those guys, I think in general that opens up an opportunity for the Patriots. If they tack back a bit, into sort of the old way we saw them do things, a little bit more physical approach, try to run the ball down their throats a bit. I think New England may look a little bit more competent offensively in this game. Uh, the adjustments are there. They, uh, they just need to tack into it. Uh, if they don't, then I'm going to be asking more serious questions about what's going on with Bill Belichick. But, uh, you know, the fact that Mac Jones just had spasms, it's not an at true injury. Does they, you know, That doesn't really scare me. Uh, they lose Ty Montgomery, who was a decent sort of you know chess piece, but you know, it doesn't really spook me. Um, the loss of TJ Watt, though, is important. Uh, New England, you know, Pat- Pittsburgh not getting those havoc plays is going to be a factor. And I think New England can win this game somewhere in the ballpark of, uh, you know, 24 20. Okay. Yeah. Initially, I like the Steelers, but diving into the numbers a little bit more, Mac Jones was the unluckiest quarterback in the NFL in week one with drops, had a tipped interception in the end zone that Xavier Howard knocks away from Devontae Parker. So uh, I think there are a few things pointing in the Patriots' direction. The Steelers needed five five turnovers from Joe Burrow and two missed chip shot field goals just to be able to win that game in overtime. They're not very good. Okay, we have a comment next on how to bet Bengals-Cowboys. How are you betting this game, Drew? Because it's up to now, it's up to eight, sticking towards eight and a half. Is the difference between Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott really eight points? It's not. Um, But you're seeing an aggressive market correction on who the Cowboys are in totality. Uh, which is not good, um, and I think uh, it's this is an overreaction. Um, but you know, Bengals shake off some rust. They should look cleaner. Uh, they you know presumably have some protection plans in place to keep Micah Parsons from ruining uh, you know Joe Burrow's season. But um, I think rather than bet that game, particularly since the numbers gotten away, uh, you take a look at Bengals to win the AFC North at three to one. I think that's a bet. Yep, I like that. Yeah, I think the Bengals. Uh... They are undervalued at the moment because they lost that game. They shouldn't have lost that game to Pittsburgh. Um, they shot themselves in the foot five different times, seven different times if you're combining turnovers <laughs> and missed chip shot field goals. Uh, so I'm with you there that the Bengals... And the Ravens weren't ultra impressive against the Jets. I mean, they got the job done, but it wasn't an incredible performance. And I agree that you know it's jarring seeing that line move so much, and it's not just the quarterback situation. It's that... Uh, the Cowboys' defense isn't going to be what it was last year, losing Randy Gregory, Javon Kirst now out as well, and that offensive line 
is totally decimated. Thank you for that question, Kenny. Now, let's jump into Cardinals Raiders. Uh, I think this is probably the most jarring line on the board to the public, where I think before the season, if you'd asked who's most people, who's the better team between the Cardinals and the Raiders, I think there would have been a lot of shrugs. Like they're pretty similar level of teams, similar win totals as well. Now the Las Vegas Raiders are five and a half point favorites. You know, 24 hours ago, this was three and a half. Uh, It's ticking up. And I think what this is telling us also read this in conjunction with the fact that uh, the Chiefs moved from four and a half point favorites against the Cardinals up to six and a half. So that is the market telling us uh, that the Arizona Cardinals are a complete disaster. Uh, But at the same time, can you stomach betting the Raiders minus five and a half? I cannot. I've danced all around this game. I've come at it from every different angle and thought, well, maybe the. I think at this moment, there's not a, uh, an edge on the side. Um, it probably ought to be four and a half by my numbers. Uh, I think the total is maybe a hair high. Uh, the Raiders yeah. did show us under McDaniels a propensity to play a little slower, a little more methodical. Uh, and if the, um, you know, the Cardinals, it, I think the game really hinges on what do the Cardinals do defensively relative to what they did against the Chiefs. They blitz, blitz, blitz Mahomes. They got burned, burned, burned. If they come out and run that same against Carr with this offensive line out there, they probably keep the Raiders under 20 points. Uh, and, you know, and at that point, then Arizona's live and this total isn't coming, you know, it's not sniffing 51 and a half. So uh, if they pivot away from that plan because it didn't work against Mahomes, then all of a sudden this is a different handicap. But I think uh, if they stick to their guns and they go blitz heavy against a uh, Carr, then this is going to be one of the uglier games of the week. And 51 and a half feels like a steal. Yeah, I think the, the Cardinals, uh, on what they showed in week one, they might have the worst pass defense in the league, which makes sense given they have no cornerbacks whatsoever. So that coheres. It's not just that they went up against Patrick Mahomes. I think they're going to have a bad pass defense generally. J.J. Watt didn't play week one. We'll see if he comes back in week two. But the reason I would stay away from the Raiders here is that Derek Carr was horrific against the yeah. Chargers. And it's understood that he was bad in that game, but I think he was even worse than his underlying numbers. You look at, by PFF, he had five turnover-worthy plays. We so could have had five picks. And then we're thinking about that team a little bit differently, I think. Okay, now before we get into a couple of bets that we're looking at making at the moment, just a reminder, Drew, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. Contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, Major League Baseball, on the NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League. There is also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the correct outcome between the Bears and the Packers in our Sunday Night 7 contest. It's a lot. It's not bad. All right, Drew. Dolphins, Ravens. I believe this is where your pick is coming from. Who do you like? Yeah. I'm sticking to your kind of concept, really, of the Ravens not being all that impressive. Um, I Yes, they won that going away. Yes, they didn't even have to give you their – they didn't have to play their aces. They, they, they just did it with the vanilla. Um, yep. And that's good. Like, that's the way you want to beat the Jets, especially in, on the road in week one. Um, however, there has been a common theme to how you defeat this iteration of a roster, defensive roster, for the Ravens, and that is with speed. Speed kills these guys. And the Miami Dolphins are bringing absolute spades in speed to this game. I think that this offense is going to look quite good up against a, a Ravens team that is now missing a cornerback. Uh, if you didn't, if you missed that news, Fuller done for the season with an ACL. Um, they are in, and by the way, he played 80 out of the 84 snaps for this 
you know, Ravens defense in week one. He was an integral part of what they were doing to stop the pass. Um, pass rush, not especially noteworthy from this Ravens crew in general. Uh, and I think uh, the Miami offense is going to have better opportunities in this game to really put up some serious points. And then you flip the script here. Uh, Baltimore's O-line, still some serious questions about that group in my mind. Stan, you know, Ronnie Stanley may be back, but I still would like to see him get some game reps before uh, I'm expecting him to give me a full uh, a full game of outstanding pass protection. And I thought the Miami pass rush against the Patriots was very, very live. Way more than I expected, considering the fact that Brian Flores moved on. It seems like Josh Boyer, who has stayed on as the defensive coordinator, really has a good grasp on what to do with those guys in that room. Uh, and so I think Miami ought to be uh, you know, under a field goal here. The fact that you're getting plus three and a half, I feel like, is one of the better bets on the board at, as we speak. Uh, and I'm uh, pretty heavily invested in this Dolphins crew at this point. Yeah, I would be surprised if this closes three and a half. I think it, if I was betting on it, I would guess it closes three and with potential to go to two and a half as well. It's difficult to read into previous matchups, but Dolphins 22-10 on that Thursday night game last season, they just blitzed the living daylights out of Lamar and made him look horrible. And yeah, the Ravens down to a third string tackle. It's not great against this Dolphins defensive line. Also, the thing I'm going to be looking for is like Lamar Jackson didn't run the ball against the Jets. And is that going to be a little kind of sneaky thing throughout the season with his contract on the line and everything? I know the game script didn't really dictate that he needed to run against the Jets, but that would be something that I would just kind of closely monitor uh, looking at because that's what makes that offense special. If Lamar's not running, then all yeah. of a sudden it becomes very much an offense uh, where Devin Duvernay is the wide receiver too, which isn't great for a team that wants to win the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, Miami safety. Absolutely nasty. Perfect matchup for Mark Andrews. What's your gut say about the Lamar running thing? It's in his head? Uh, well, a little bit. I think early on, particularly, I, I don't think we're going to see him running the ball you know, fewer than seven times every single game, but it's just something to monitor. Where if this is another thing, where if he runs the ball four or five times and that's it against the Dolphins, I think that's something that you have to look at and can also take advantage of with his under-rushing prop, which is 59 and a half um against the jets um so just something to monitor a little bit now my bet is bucks saints now this line is moving but there is still you can still if you hunt you can find some minus two and a half bucks i would be shocked if the line closes bucks minus two and a half expect that it will close at least three probably three and a half uh, it's a little bit lost uh, in the wash, but the Saints are pretty bad for three and a half quarters against the Atlanta Falcons. That defense, which was projected as a top five unit pretty much across the board, gave up 26 points to Marcus Mariota, 25 touches for Cordell Patterson. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure that unit is going to be as fearsome. And then Jameis Winston, who admittedly was great in the fourth quarter, he was horrible for three quarters. Mm -hmm. So I'm not buying into this Saints team. I think this Bucks team, while they have their own injuries uh, on offense, particularly with Chris Godwin's going to be out, uh, we know about the problems on the offensive line. I think this defense has a chance to be the best in football. Dak's injury has become the story out of that Sunday night game. Uh, Cowboys were awful uh, before uh, Dak went down, still putting up three points. So I think that this 
Tampa Bay defense is going to smother the Saints. I don't care that Tampa is 0-4 in their last four regular season matchups against New Orleans. Those are all isolated situations. One of those games was Tom Brady's first ever game in Tampa Bay. The different teams are going up against different quarterbacks as well. So I'm not concerned about that. I don't think that New Orleans have some secret sauce that solves Tom Brady uh, and the Bucks' offense. So... I suspect that the Bucs might be an ugly game, but I think they have enough. Brady looked fine to me um, against the Cowboys. Julio Jones looked a lot better than expected. Russell Gage still there, and they've still got Mike Evans. So I think they have enough weapons, and I think they will cover two and a half. Drew, what do you think? We're reading from the same script here. I don't know who bet the Saints yesterday to get us that two and a half. Thank you. Uh, happy to be on the other side of that one. Um, and your my major, you know, again... I you don't want to overreact one week, but we came into week one kind of with that thesis that the Bucks defense was a top five unit, potentially top one. And everything I saw kind of crystallized that opinion. Uh, they are healthy. They were not healthy for a lot of last year, particularly in the secondary. They have added important pieces and they have multiple looks that they can give you on top of the fact that they're going up against an offensive line that I have questions about. Uh, this looks like one way traffic bucks in my mind. And uh, I think this is a, uh, I think this is going to be a uh, one of those that we scratch our heads later in the season. Like, you remember when the Bucks closed under a field goal against the Saints? <laughs> like, it has yeah. that kind of whiff to it, you know. Just quickly, are the Bucks the number one defense in your ratings at the moment? Yeah, right now, yep. yes. Me too. Yeah. Okay, that's it. We're done, Drew. Don't forget to check out <laughs> NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thank you for those of you watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. We are done. We'll be back tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.